Upskies, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 66 of my little gaming show where once a week I just have to ramble about video games. I love them so much, and yeah, you name it. We're talking new video games, old video games. Uh, we're doing a list today. We're going to be talking about some of the hardest bosses I've gone up against in my gaming history. I have a versus series where I put up two topics, video games, franchises, you name it, and they battle it out for supremacy. A lot of fun. Last one we did was Resident Evil versus Dead Space, so, you know, check that one out. A good time. If you like video games, you might have a good time right here. So uh, let's let's dive into it. So before we get into the main topic of today, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so. And I always encourage you, the listener, let me know what y'all been up to out there. You've been watching some fantastic movies, especially scary ones. I'm still in the mood for scary movies. Send them in your scariest movies. Fucking, you try your best. Try and scare me. I double dog dare you. Send in what video games are you playing right now? There's a lot out there at this time. It's just, what are you playing? Something old, something new. Spider-Man, Mario, let me know. If you're enjoying it, not enjoying it, throw it out there. Let the world let me know. And of course, what TV shows are you watching? There's there's a lot of shows out there as well. I don't mind a good TV show. I prefer comedy shows, but let me know what you're watching out there as I let you know what I've been up to. All right, let's start out with some TV shows. So my wife and I were watching uh, The Midnight Club. Uh, I will admit that I was kind of in and out on this show. I wasn't, I didn't give it my full entire attention, but it's a interesting show. I didn't love it, didn't hate it, just kind of was a show for me personally. My wife did like it, so there's that. It's about these kids that are going to a halfway house. I think that's what it's called, a halfway house. Uh, They're all on their way to uh, passing on, so they all come into this kind of big scary house and they tell stories. Um, Now, it's not anything really like freaky stories or are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps or anything like it was back in the day uh maybe a little bit more modern twist on that it's just they kind of all get together at midnight and they mean a little club at midnight hence the name of the show they tell some scary stories some episodes were solid some were just like and the characters were hit and miss the acting was a little hit and miss honestly it was an okay show i mean I've watched a lot better, so, you know, check out a trailer, see if it piques your interest, and yeah, it was it was an okay watch. I also finished off Loki Season 1, and this one was okay. Again, I'm not huge on Marvel, I don't hate it, but I'm definitely aware of, like, the formula and stuff, and I felt the formula uh, very much so in Loki, it kind of just was another Marvel thing, honestly. I, I I like Loki. I like him. The character was solid in the show. Uh, the premise was interesting. It was a little bit boring, honestly. Uh, I really didn't like the visuals of this show. Like, I, I hate uh, just the digital era that we're in right now. Like, the set pieces just look so phony. I mean, it's very, very fake, and it looks fake. It just really takes me out of it, so there's a lot of that going on. Uh, some quirky, fun moments, but yeah, nothing really stood out. It was just kind of okay for me. Uh, I, I would debate for myself, personally, if I'm gonna go into season two. I didn't love it, didn't really even would say it was like, oh, that was good. It was just kind of there, so uh, a little bit honestly disappointed with Loki. It was just kind of there. 
Uh, what else did we watch? Oh, so Invincible Season, or Invincible? Invincible. Yeah, Season 2 has begun. Haven't dived into that one yet, but I did check out that Adam Eve. Uh, there's an episode on the side uh, all around Adam Eve. Check that out, and it was awesome. I mean, it's if you're watch the Invisible show, you definitely got to check out Adam Eve. I was disappointed that it was only one episode, but it was good. It was a really good kind of a origin story for Adam Eve. So obviously if you like Invincible, you're going to dig that. I'm trying my best to hold off and see if I can wait until all the episodes are out, but more than likely I might be talking about season two next week because I am extremely, extremely tempted to dive into season two. And that's all the shows I've been watching. I got a movie in this week, snuck in a movie, and it was Licorice Pizza. An odd, very, very strange movie. It was good. I enjoyed it. Definitely not going to be for everybody. So, very strange premise behind the movie. I mean, if you can get behind it, it's kind of a love story revolving around... Uh, an older-ish, younger lady and a, and a younger-ish boy. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's there. It is what it is. It's in the 70s, so, you know, but very quirky movie. Uh, pretty funny. There's a cameo appearance from Bradley Cooper in this movie. It was my favorite part of the movie. He was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that alone is probably worth watching the movie. There's like maybe 15, 20 minutes he's in it, and it's 11 out of 10. It's incredible. Uh, I would say the acting was superb. The uh, acting was fantastic in this movie. I get real, I, I really actually do enjoy the movies where, you know, one of the the characters is kind of like a child actor. So I kind of get a kick out of actors playing actors in movies. It's pretty interesting to see that. There was a good range of acting, uh, especially with the young man that was playing in this movie. Don't remember his name. But a weird movie for sure. It definitely, like, I had a good rant, like, 10, 15 minutes just discussing the weird things that was going on in this movie to my wife. And she was like, that sounds extremely strange. I'm like, yes, it's a strange movie. Uh, it's, you know, a couple of years old. It came out in 2021. There's a lot of hype around it. I think it's like an indie movie or something. But it has Bradley Cooper. I don't know. I remember there was a lot of hype around this movie. And it was recommended to me on uh, a podcast off of someone that, I really wasn't expecting to be interested in it, so that's why it piqued my interest. It's been on my list for a while. Checked it out. It was good. It's like a 7, 7.5 out of 10. Uh, it's a weird movie, though, but if you can, like, just get past the whole, like, okay, she's 25 and he's 16. If you can get by that. It's a movie. It's funny. It's, it's don't take it. It's just a quirky, weird, coming-of-age, romantic-ish movie. It's cool. It was a cool movie. All right, I'll stop rambling about that. Talk about video games. What have I been playing? Baldur's Gate 3. Oh my goodness. I'm getting very, very close now to the end. I only have uh, one more thing to deal with, and then I think I have the final thing to deal with. So I'm like right there, and goodness gracious, man, this game has just absorbed me so much. We will be talking about this game on the list today, there's actually something that's cracked this list, so that will be uh, something we'll talk about. So we'll dive into some more Baldur's Gate 3 talk a little bit later on in this episode, but absolutely phenomenal game. I am so in love with Baldur's Gate. So good. Diving into a lot of Moonlighter this week. Uh, kind of want to have a few minutes here and there, dive in, play a few minutes, sell some stuff. It's solid. It's solid. 
There's definitely some mechanics about it that are very basic. Like, the combat combat is very, eh, it's quite grindy. Like, you are going into uh, the the dungeons repeatedly, just kind of collecting stuff so you can upgrade your weapons. It's very expensive to upgrade uh, shit. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're grinding and selling a lot. It's a fun gameplay loop. And I did say last week that it was charming, uh, but it's also lacking charm in other areas. So it's charming in the way that it looks. Uh, the art style is cute and nice looking, but it does lack that like personality charm. Like there's no characters that really come out uh, that really, I barely talk to anyone. Like everyone's just kind of living and no one's really interacting with you all that much. The The shopkeeps don't really do anything. So I'm a little disappointed there at not having that personal charm, like Cult of the Lamb. Like that's what, takes Cult of the Lamb to that next level. It's got a ton of, like, personal character charm to it, but Moonlighter, yeah, it's like, if you could probably pick, I think you could pick it up really, really cheap. Um, I will say that I am dealing with a consistent amount of uh, what's the word? Uh, frame rate kind of choppiness with the Switch version. Like, it'll just kind of go, and it'll just kind of pop around uh, pretty consistently. Now, it's not happening during combat. It's kind of when I'm just walking around town, so I don't know if it's too much to handle for the Switch. I don't know. Regardless, you may want to look into another version or just see if one of the versions runs better than the other. It's just something that I've noticed on the Switch. But for some reason, you know, like I said, the gameplay loop is there. It's it's pretty damn good, and it, it's keeping me going with it. So I've only beaten... It's similar to... Cult of the Lamb, where you have to get through, like, four or five dungeons, beat the boss, and then you can open up the next dungeon, so on and so forth, you're looking to get to the final one. I'm only on the second dungeon, so it's, like, a really, like I said, it's kind of grindy, but some people like that, so, yeah, a Moonlighter might be something you, you dig. It's it's pretty damn cheap, so there's that. I dived into Lies of P this week. Oh, so this one isn't cracking the list yet, because I haven't gotten too far into it, only made it to the second boss, but, oh, baby. Oh, if you like Bloodborne like I do, I love Bloodborne and I've been just, there's, I've had a Bloodborne itch for probably two years now. I'm like, oh, I want to play it so bad, but uh, there's other Souls games that I'm like, I can't replay Bloodborne and I haven't played this one yet and so on and so forth. Kind of waiting for like a PS5 upgraded or remake, something like that to drop Sony. Uh, It hasn't happened yet. And, um, yeah, so Liza P was there. A uh, couple buddies uh, from work on the optional boss to pop. Op- God damn it. Every time I try to say the name, I mess it up. Optional boss podcast. Check them out. Fantastic little podcast over there. I was discussing Liza P with them. They both beat it. I believe they both beat it. And they both liked it. Some, uh, the other one a little bit more than the other. So I was curious. We're all Souls fans at this time. And yes. Extra, like I, I feel like I'm playing Bl- Bloodborne. Not going to lie, it is extremely Bloodborne uh, feeling, looking, which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. It feels great. It looks really good. I love the the kind of Pinocchio thing that's going on here. It's uh, kind of mechanical puppets. Very cool. I'm drawn in, man. Played a few hours, trying at this moment until I beat Baldur's Gate, trying to crush like. A boss a playthrough so I'm trying to keep up with that we'll see if that if I'm able to do that we'll see it's it's challenging so far like I've I've died I've definitely died a handful of times but 
the bosses so far, pretty fucking good. The first one was really, really solid. Really liked the second boss. Oh, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, Liza P so far, really fun. Playing it on XBX. It was on Game Pass, so uh, playing it there. And uh, made some purchases this week because, you know, Black Friday is in and around this time. So, kind of looking around at some deals and... A thing has been... Oh, sorry. Also been playing Resident Evil 2 Remake. Getting into that. And that fucking... That liquor. Oh, that liquor. I got to the liquor and it scared me. Solid eight times. I killed that motherfucker. Killed the shit out of it. But oh, I hate that liquor so damn much. And a random zombie. Uh, We had a moment uh, in a doorframe. And it it was terrifying. I knew it was there and it still scared me. Anyway, rambling on about that. But... Playing Resident Evil, I was really noticing, like, my TV uh, just ain't giving me what I want. So I looked into it. Turns out my TV wasn't giving me what I wanted uh, when I was playing my PlayStation. It was actually only putting out a 1080p. Very, very disappointing. So I made a proper purchase, got a nice 4K monitor. It's lovely. And we're we're playing with power now, everyone. Playing on a nice... For real 4K, 60 frames. I, I know I'm not a huge tech guy in that stuff, but uh, I feel like I'm playing the right way now, and it feels really good. Uh, things look a lot better now, and running a lot smoother. So this is great. This feels really good. Also, my buddy, the homie Kyle, picked up Modern Warfare 3, the newest Call of Duty. I personally had zero intentions of buying and or playing this one, but he bought it, so we share a library, so I also have it, downloaded it, had to make a ton of moves on the Xbox, because it's 7 gajillion gigabytes large, I haven't played it yet, I am, uh, you know, looking at, I'm trying, I don't want to look at the reviews, because they're bad, but, uh, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. I'll see how bad this campaign is. I'll try the multiplayer for like a week or two until people get too good. And then that'll be it. And it'll probably uninstall it. Apparently Zombies is in this one as well. So I'll check it out. Haven't really been a fan of Zombies in a long time because it's just gotten too complicated and crazy. But yeah, that is, that's it, everybody. It's a, it's a big week. Squeezed in a lot of bullshit this week. So yeah, let me know, everybody, what you've been up to. And let's talk about... Some freaking hard-ass bosses. Oh, baby, and we are starting off on a hot note with Flame Lurker from Demon Souls, the legendary, oh, where it all began. And I was there, baby. I was there. I purchased the OG Dark Souls back in what? It came out in 2009 or whatever. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker actually wasn't that bad the first time I fought him because I was a magician or whatever the fuck. And that is. So this one, you you may be like, oh, he wasn't that bad. If you were a magician or whatever, if you had magical projectiles or any form of projectile, then Flame Lurker wasn't the worst thing in the world. But when I purchased Demon Souls remastered, remake, whatever, and I was going with a strength build with a big old fucking, what is it, the dragon bone super sword or whatever. I love the big, massive swords in all the sword, all the Souls games. I like the, the big, beefy, just ridiculous. Love pancaking people. It's immensely satisfying. But you cannot pancake Flame Lurker, sadly, and this son of a bitch 
is a son of a bitch when you gotta go uh, up in personal against it. And oh my goodness. Admittedly, it wasn't too bad until I got to uh, playing the new game plus in Demon Souls Remake. I'd platinum this thing, so I had to go through the whole entire game. I think it was four times because I messed something up and I literally had, I messed up a whole entire playthrough, had to go through it again. So I'm probably never going to play Demon's Souls ever again. It's, oh, but, oh my God, every time, well, obviously the game gets a bit harder every time you uh, advance to a new game. So I got to new game plus three or four and this thing was the bane of my existence, man. Like, it got so bad. His hitbox, its hitbox, whatever the fuck it is, uh, its hitbox for me was just so difficult for me to gauge. I wasn't an incredibly fast character, obviously, so I really had to time it rather quickly. And yeah, it's an aggressive, fast boss, which is not normal in Demon Souls. It's a fairly slow-paced game. A lot of the bosses, admittedly, are really freaking easy what, eight eight out of ten of them you can cheese and, and just walk through them. And yes, I am aware of the cheesing that you can do with Flame Lurker, and I will admit, when I got to my final playthrough, I literally, I never do this, but I had to go uh, to the to the forum boards of Demon Souls and phenomenal people in there, phenomenal people. Within minutes, I put out a request for help, and within minutes, someone was like, "Yeah, bro, I got you. Here's this. This is how you do it. I can come in and help you." And at that point, I already figured out how to cheese this thing, where you can kind of uh, stick yourself. There's like some bones. There's like a bone cage thing going on, and you can kind of. Uh, kind of trick it uh, running around in circles and it'll just kind of forget you're there you can run up behind it give it a cheap shot run around circles and yeah I had to do I had to resort to that nonsense because it was kicking my ass so badly and it didn't even matter what like I had max whatever max resistance you could I could put up against that thing it was still two-shotting me I believe so it was ridiculous flame lurker the bane of my existence throughout the Demon Souls remake playthrough. If you are a if you are a magician or whatever the fuck sorcerer, it's not too bad. But you will learn uh, why you don't necessarily want to be a sorcerer once you get to the final boss of Demon Souls. Hence why I didn't want to do that. But Flame Lurker kicking it off with uh, with a fiery rage is the Flame Lurker. That motherfucker was tough and a little. Again, shout out to that Demon Souls community. Phenomenal people out there. Phenomenal. And I will say now, there will be a lot of Souls bosses. I mean, I could literally fill three list videos of Souls bosses because I've played most of them, but I have not played all of them. So I have not played Sekiro. I have not played Dark Souls 2. I have not played, you know, some of the... Uh, Dark, the, the, what do you call it? Devil May Cry. If your favorite hardest game is not on here or not in the discussion, good chance I haven't played it. I kind of avoided hard video games for a majority of my life. It's kind of only like the last five years or so that I've, you know, dipped into the hard video game side. So, you know, bear with me. There will be uh, some Souls discussion on here, but I mean, how can you not talk about Souls bosses? They are freaking tough. So the first one, yes, Flame Lurker. Let us move on. Who is next on the list? We got, we gonna do the son of a bitch that basically inspired me to do this episode. And 
That is Castlevania Circle of the Moon, a super underratedly hard game. I did not know what I was getting myself into. And, you know, I've beaten a handful of Metroidvania games, some rather hard ones, admittedly. We will be talking about them on this list today, but... Jeez, I did not know how hard Circle of the Moon was going to be, and I'm going to shout out the final boss in that game, which is Dracula. I think Dracula is, what, the final boss in every Castlevania game, so I don't think that's necessarily a spoiler, but I tapped out on that boss. Can't beat it. Uh, It wasn't the hardest boss in that game. I'm just so extremely underleveled. He's basically just way too strong for me. I don't really have a chance, but it is difficult, so I'll shout that one out, and there's a ton of bosses in this game alone that can make it onto this list, but I will pick the one that really, really fucked me up and probably made me the most upset while I was playing this one, and that is the Dragon Zombie. Oh my goodness, man. So, you're in there, And it's this massive two-headed dragon zombie thing. Hence the name, you know? Very, very creative name. But this son of a bitch is huge. It takes up a majority of the screen. If it touches you, it hurts you. It shoots out fireballs. It's shooting out laser beams. It's moving its heads all over the place. So it's two heads. And you got these little platforms that you're... You have to... If you're going to do damage you got to get down into the platforms where they can touch you too. I mean, you can stay up top. There probably are ways to cheese it. Like, Castlevania is a... I really didn't understand a lot of the mechanics of that game, admittedly. There's some spells and shit, and obviously some of the power-ups, like the classic Holy Water, the Cross. Uh, I, If you had the Holy Cross... Never drop that thing. Oh my, it's the most useful thing. Nothing else compares. And I didn't have it for a majority, so I wasn't... Whenever I was on a guide, and they were like, oh, use this, use this, and like, I don't fucking have that, so I was just kind of using the almost bare bones, essentially, and yeah, this motherfucker was tough, so freaking tough, it's relentless, like, you can't, you cannot, like, you have to stick and move, just non-stop, because it's just always moving, you have to be, you're looking on both sides, because it's on the left and the right of you, and goodness gracious, man, just the hitboxes on this thing are relentless, there's almost nowhere safe to go, like, if you, if you think you can go up to the top and just hide out in the corner, it's shooting fireballs at you, if you go to the bottom, it'll touch you with its feet, you can't touch its body, it was an infuriating boss, I must say, and it took me a solid 20, 30 tries to get through it, and it was tough, man. Even with save states, this fucker fucked me up. So, uh, shout out to you, double-headed zombie dragon bitch from Castlevania Circle of the Moon. That dude sucked ass. Speaking of that dude sucked ass, the, the, the music at the beginning was this dude's music, and maybe one of the most satisfying victories that I have had in a Souls game, and that motherfucker is... The Nameless King in Dark Souls 3. Oh my god, this thing. Not only is it one of the most epic bosses in all of the Souls games, uh, it may be one of the most epic bosses of all time. This motherfucker, uh, not only is it incredibly cool just getting to this dude, like, you have to go through a bunch of shit just to get to this guy. He's an optional boss, you don't have to, you don't have to fight him. But, I mean, if you're playing Dark Souls 3, you have to fight the legendary Nameless King, man. This thing, oh my god. And you may be, like, after 
attempt number 70, you might be, what the fuck am I thinking? What am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? But man, when you take this, this fucker down is, whoa, it was so freaking satisfying. It was a, I popped up out of my chair. I was screaming, hooting and hollering, did a lap. Took a lap around the house with the arms raised. You know it. You know it. If you've done it, you know exactly how that feels. Oh, but this thing is epic. You battle this thing, again, on one of the most epic battle stages ever. It's just, you're basically fighting in a windstorm, like electricity, lightning bolts all over the place. The music is an 11 million out of 10. It is so crazy. All the music in the Souls games are absolutely banana crazy so freaking good but this thing coming in hot on this frick what a dragon wyvern whatever the hell you want to call it regardless this thing comes in on this massive beast and he looks so freaking cool man and you know i'm not gonna go too much into the lore behind the nameless king you know i'll let the professionals do that absolutely go down the rabbit hole of the lore in the souls games you will not be disappointed it is amazing and the nameless king is one of the cooler ones for sure but this dude comes in looking so fucking cool the weapon the the flowing white hair or whatever the hell is coming out of the back of it the armor and he's like 10 feet tall like this dude is fucking epic so freaking cool and insanely tough insanely tough oh my god so oh i don't know i can't i wish you know that i would put down a tally when i was fighting these guys so i knew exactly how many attempts it took to take this guy down but it was a lot it was a ton of attempts i'd say this guy took me a solid two hours straight of going at it going at it learning the patterns and the one of the bigger challenges of this fight in the first phase when you're fighting the fucking dragon thing you got to take it down and the camera is fighting you because he is flying around in this massive fucking area and you're just like oh my god please just come down here and you got to whack its head and the, you know the hitboxes and and striking especially depending on your class and stuff you got to kind of aim and make sure you're hitting that hitting it properly and you only get certain amount of opportunities before you're fucking dead and yeah so you got to make your opportunities count especially me playing as a big slow lumbering just massive damage output some bitch but that, you know that's how I roll, baby. That's how I roll. But yeah, the the camera in the first phase is extremely difficult. It's a little bit. It definitely takes it down a notch, as what would be like some of the greatest bosses of all time. If they could clean up that camera somehow, I know it's it would be extremely tough because it's just fucking flying around out there. It's it's part of the the epicness of this battle. But even once you get, if you can even get through the first phase. Now you pissed it off. So you might have seen it a million times. I know I've seen that scene a zillion times before I even fought the Nameless King. But it kills its own dragon and absorbs its power. And oh, you have fucked up. Now it's pissed and it's coming at you with everything. And its attacks are relentless. It's got huge combos, ridiculous damage output. Like, forget about it. And the lightning strikes are 
Oh, baby, I so dialed in in this fight. Like, you got to be dialed in. You have to look at the way that uh, it, he is moving. Make sure you're moving out of the way at the right time because those lightning strikes just, bam, they come down very, very quickly, and you have a very, very small window to get the hell out of the way of that thing. And its range is crazy because it's so fucking big. Oh, man. Like, and it's such an infuriating boss because... It's it's the classic thing where you're like, all right, I got the I got the dragon part down, and now you're into the second phase trying to learn that, and then you're getting frustrated, and now all of a sudden you're struggling again with the dragon part, and then you throw your controller down, and you're just pissed off. And I I have you know in my veteran age I have learned uh, when to put the controller down and, and sleep on it, come back fresh tomorrow. And there's a certain level of anger that once you cross cross that threshold of anger you're just you're not going to get it done so just play something nice play some tetris or something i don't know but nameless king has earned my respect i finally defeated that dude and i don't know if i would ever want to go back and fight it again because it was freaking insanely tough but again my respects out there to the nameless king you absolutely murdered my ass Alright, up next, we're going a little bit retro right here. Some of the Nintendo uh, OGs, the legends, you know, like my buddy Billy might laugh at this one, but it's Banjo-Kazooie and it is Grunty. That little witch. Oh, well, she's not a little witch. She's a, she's a pretty fucking big witch, but she's a bitch witch. You know what I'm saying? Oh, never been able to beat her. I'll admit that right now. I have not been able to beat her, and uh, I have not revisited or played Banjo-Kazooie in a long time. And I feel like the time is coming pretty soon, especially now that it's on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's almost time to go back and finish off Banjo-Kazooie so I can finally get to Banjo-Tooie. I've owned that game for, like, 15 years and haven't gotten to it because, like, I haven't finished Banjo-Kazooie yet, necessarily. Got to the end, but I can't beat Grunty. That... Oh, and the worst thing about Grunty, it's just such a long fight. I remember it being so long. Like, I just couldn't get through it without taking all the damage. And I don't believe, like, I got everything, so I'm probably not coming in full-powered. I don't even remember if that's a thing that you can do if you get a whole bunch of collectibles. I, I feel like I'm mixing up Donkey Kong Country uh, 64 and Banjo-Kazooie a little bit. Uh, don't worry, I, I much prefer Banjo-Kazooie. No offense, Donkey Kong 64. I still like you. It's just, come on, it's Banjo-Kazooie. That shit is all time. But, God, Grunty, and I would sh I wanted to put, like, the quiz part in here as well because I had so much trouble even just getting to Grunty, but... Technically, that's a level, so I might have to do, like, a Hardest Levels episode at some point, and, and that will be on there, because, oh, that quiz used to kick my ass. Remember the quiz? I feel like, I thought that was part of the battle as well. Now, again, Nintendo people out there, you're probably laughing, saying, screaming at me or something, because I'm a little bit hazy on the Banjo-Kazooie stuff, but... Damn, dude. I feel like it was all connected or there was some sort of fake out with Grunty, but she's up there. She's shooting those fucking fireballs so much at you. It was ridiculous. Uh, there might have been a little bit of problems with the controller back in the day. I, I definitely struggled with controllers on my old retro systems. Like, finding a N64 controller that had a good analog stick, like... 
it was really, really tough, man. And I, I definitely had a couple of shoddy N64 controllers. Again, I got to shout out the, the homie Billy. He got this brand new black N64 controller. And when I just tried out what felt what was a fresh feeling analog on an N64, I've never felt that before. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I was like, wow, if I had this, I might actually be able to beat an N64 video game. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, there might have been some issues with the controllers again back then, but I couldn't be grunty and uh yeah, I'll see I will see if she is as hard as I remember her if I ever get to her again. I, I am getting a craving for some uh some of that old school N64 3D platformer or something like that. So grunty, your days might be numbered, but for now you you, you got me beat. You got me beat. Up next, who do we got next? Uh-oh. Oh, not him. The Soul Master, Hollow Knight. Oh, man. Literally... Any any boss in Hollow Knight could make this list. I think every single boss in that game gave me problems. But Soul Master was the first one that really, 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 really kicked my freaking ass. And there, there will be a part two, maybe a three or four of this hardest bosses list video or podcast or whatever. There will be more Hollow Knight discussion. But Soul Master was absolutely in fucking sane man that dude almost made me stop playing hollow knight and oh hollow knight man what a freaking tough game i would say that might be the hardest castlevania that or uh, metroidvania sorry that i have played out there consistently ridiculously hard bosses uh utilizing that kind of uh, what do you what do you call it? Uh, repetitive, not repetitive, but uh, trial and error with uh, with this dude. But his pattern was so fast and aggressive. He had a pretty wide set of moves. He's big. He was intimidating. The music. I will not forget that motherfucker. Like I hated going back up to see the Soul Master and going through the Soul Sanctum, which was so fucking hard. Just getting through there. Like oh my god, dude. The the Soul Master and. If I am not mistaken, this dude has a fake out. I just checked. He absolutely does. Okay, so I am I am remembering now that that absolutely fucking crushed my soul. I thought I had it, and then he slams back down, and I definitely got hit by that. Oh, absolutely soul-crushing, like... Really tricky jumps. He's always shooting these projectiles at you. He's flying back and forth. Like, it's a really intense boss fight. It's really, it's like really good. Like, I remember going back at it and just, oh, quit. I'm getting better at, at his patterns. I'm starting to understand it. Just another try and another try and another try. So on and so forth. Again, another one I wish I could have a tally mark on how many times it took me to finally take this fucker down. And just hearing, like, looking at the video quickly and just hearing that the voice, the sound that he was doing, like, like, oh, absolutely just makes the fucking hair on the back of my head stand up. Like, I fucking hated the Soul Master so much, but, oh, 
does it ever like the great thing about a hard boss especially one that's challenging in the good way like it's like okay it's not cheap it's just really well designed and difficult it's one of the best feelings in video games when you take one of those dudes down and soul master was absolutely one of those feelings so special special shout out to freaking hollow knight and please will you guys please release silk song already like come on we've been waiting for so freaking long Alright, going up next, let's talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Just went up against this son of a bitch the other day, and so far, the hardest fight that I had to do in Baldur's Gate 3. And I talked about it in my impression slash review podcast on this episode. It's a pretty tricky game. Like, if you're not familiar with these kind of games, you can get fucked up pretty bad in this one. So, I've I've been hearing a lot of people turning it down to the lower difficulty, which is fine. I understand that. I'm more familiar with these kind of games, but and I really prefer the challenge. I like them. Uh, Strategy games uh, to be difficult, so it makes me think a bunch of moves ahead and, and all of that stuff. I love it. But, fuck me sideways. I got to a boss... What's its name? Ann Sewer. So I'm not going to really discuss what it is. I'm just going to say Ann Sewer. And fuck, man. This thing really put me in a bad spot. It's a huge fight. It might be the biggest fight. It's, it was the biggest fight in scale I think I had in Baldur's Gate so far. And I'm, I think, well over 100 hours now. So it's, it's a big, big boy fight. Big boy fight. And, you know, I'm plowing away, taking out all the cronies around this thing. And it's a big boss. Like, it's huge. And it does a lot of damage. It's got a huge fucking health pool. It's got a ton of health on it. And at one point, it pulls off a move that if you're not prepared for it, and I very much so was not prepared for it, uh, I had a few potions that can save a couple of my party members But uh, yes, this move absolutely eviscerates everything on the battlefield. It kills its own friends. It kills all of you, especially if you're you're not prepared for the attack. It's going to wipe you out. And uh, it took me a lot of reloads and uh, trial and error. Like, okay, let's try out this combo. Let's try this spell out. Let's try that potion, this potion. Uh, let's try haste. Let's try this. Let's and a lot of it wasn't working. Uh, I had to get some luck going on for sure. But thankfully, thankfully, Shadowheart saved me in this fight. There's a certain spell that she had that uh, you can only use like once. And I was like, all right, this this might be it. So I I used it and it it literally got me through the fight. And thank God for that, because I was like, okay, I might just have to... I probably spent like three hours on this fight, man. Like, it was a big fight. And I was almost ready to pull the plug on it and be like, all right, we might have to restart the fight with a new... With a new, whole new strategy, because I, I was trying to piece it to to the end. And I got... At one point, I got so close, like, it probably had maybe... 20 points left in health and it was down to me i had one dude left and i was like just trying to get the right role like just oh i just need to get a critical or something and it wasn't coming but i got it done thank you Shadowheart. but ansor was not fucking around in Baldur's gate that was a tough ass fight and it might be all said and done that might have been that might be the hardest fight not done it yet but fucking shout out to ansor tough tough son of a bitch right there Moving on, speaking of tough son of a bitches, let's talk about let's talk about Elden Ring. So I've discussed this son of a bitch quite a handful of times, and no, 
It isn't Melania. I am not going to be talking about Melania. I know a lot of people would be talking about Melania if you're talking hardest bosses in Elden Ring, but Melania for me wasn't that bad. I beat her on the first try. I got super duper lucky. I did. I, I cheesed her without knowing I was cheesing her. I, I didn't know that I was using things that people would be like, oh, no wonder you beat her on the first try. I didn't know, and I don't care. I would have used it anyway, but... She's not the one that's making the list today. It's Radagon and the Elden Beast. It is a combo fight, so it is together. You have to take them both down. So it's a two-in-one fight, and I fucking hate this fight. I hate it. Not so much Radagon. Radagon was actually pretty damn good uh, as a fight overall. Very, very difficult. Radagon fucks you up like right out of the gate like if you <laughs> you will get caught off your toes right out of the gate it comes right at you with massive damage that fucking sledgehammer that that mm, that area of attack man that fucker just can get you from anywhere and so much damage it took me a long time to be able to get radagon down on a semi-consistent basis i don't think i ever got consistent with radagon i got decent at radagon but there was a a lot of times where it's like oh well radagon destroyed me in eight seconds so well that's how that goes sometimes but it's the Elden Beast that makes this uh, extremely difficult and also unpleasant. The The Elden Beast, again, may be not so bad for some people, depending on your build. Uh, but me, I was an up-close-and-personal baby. I was a dexterity build, and I needed to get up-close-and-personal. And the Elden Beast does not... Ain't playing that game with you. They're like, oh, that's cute. I'm just gonna fly over here. I'm gonna teleport over here. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. So, uh, this is where... You know, I got lucky with Melania, but did not get lucky at all with Elden Beast. Uh, got no RNG on this one. I literally had to get lucky. Just had to get lucky. Took me, I would say, a solid 30 to 40 time, forty tries to get through this fight. And I was infuriated, man. Absolutely infuriated. Uh, it Definitely have discussed this before, where uh, I like the games to stick the landing. And I, I put uh, not a lot on it, but like a .5, roughly, on a score. If, if the ending is so bad, or if the boss fight is just so insanely difficult or unpleasant, then yeah, it's going to take it down. And I wanted to give Elden Ring a 10, but with the Elden Beast and how just poor that fight was and how awful it made that experience and how bad of a taste it left in my mouth i had to knock it down to a nine five which hurts but elden beast sucks ass man you gotta really like it's just i would spend 50 percent of the fight just running around trying to catch up to it while it's shooting honing missiles at me it's just relentless it's uh, extremely annoying. It's a beautiful fight. I'll give it that. It looks beautiful. It's cosmic. The The battle arena that you're in is great. Way too big. Way too fucking big. I mean, the thing can just run circles for hours and hours and hours around you. And then even when you get close, it'll just shoot off that, that homing missile attack. The, like, it sh it'll shoot out like a little one that's devastating. And then it'll shoot out a big one that's just like, go fuck yourself. It's just like... A hundred missiles. It's like, how, what the fuck am I even supposed to do? So, uh, shout out to, you know, Radagon and the Elden Beast. One of the toughest fights I've ever done. But also one of the more unpleasant ones that I've ever had to go through. That son of a bitch absolutely sucked ass. Alright, up next, uh, one of the more recent-ish ones. This was last year, one of my favorite games from last year. Returnal 
and it's the final boss of that game. I mean, I would shout out all of the bosses. Maybe not the first one. The first one wasn't too bad, but Returnal is a very difficult video game. But the final boss, Ophion, could be something else, but Ophion, sure, let's go with that, was a motherfucker. And uh, Jesus, man. I, I will say that this was one of those bosses, once I beat it, it was easy peasy lemon squeezy. I was fucking it up every single time after I beat it for the first time. But to beat it for the first time, it took me a shitload of times to take this fucker down. Uh, more or less, it's because of the level leading. Like, you have to get through the level to get up to the boss. That level really, really fucked me up. It was underwater. It was a lot of fun. A really good underwater level, I will say. But it was the hardest by far. Uh, very tricky to get there. And to get there in one piece with enough health to take down the final boss and to have a proper, like a good enough loadout. Cause, uh, uh the thing about Returnal, it's, um, what do you call those, uh, a roguelite. So you're kind of going through and, and hoping that you get, uh, the right gun with the right loadout and perks and shit like that. So sometimes I wasn't going to beat it cause it's like, oh, my loadout just, I didn't get the things that I want, but you have a good run and see what happens. But this boss is extremely difficult. It's got, it's basically like a bullet hell, like a 3D third-person shooter uh, bullet hell type thing, but it's amazing. Love Returnal. Absolutely loved it. And, uh, yeah, this thing has a, a lot of things going on. It's got, like, tentacles. It's got all these little bullets that are shooting at you, laser beams of all variety of sizes and, and distances and, and, and heights that you got to dodge it. You're also underwater, so you're not necessarily moving as fast as you normally do. You're moving quick, but it's, a, it's definitely there's an adjustment to the other biomes that you're playing in Returnal. So that's probably why I had so much freaking difficulty with it, but... Yeah, man, this the the final boss and the final biome of Returnal was extremely difficult to get through, but it's uh like I said, once you get there and you learn it, it's pretty it wasn't too bad to uh return to uh to fight Ophion, a tough boss and a really good game. Returnal, get out there and play it. Good job. What you jeez almighty. All right, let's go to, let's talk about some freaking Bloodborne. I mean, we got to talk about Bloodborne. I will say that I did not play the DLC. I don't think, I, I've only played the DLC of Dark Souls, and I'm not, that, that, that game is actually not on this list today, shockingly. Uh, I will say, I didn't find Dark Souls all that difficult. I'll just throw that out there right now. So, uh, there is that, but I haven't played the DLC for Dark Souls 3. I hadn't played the, the DLC for Bloodborne. I don't even know if it was out at the time when I played it. So, I know that's where the home for a lot of the hardest bosses in the Dark Souls series are. And even of all time, there are some bosses. I know of all of them. Uh, Orphan of Cost terrifies me. Don't want to do it. Um, what is it? Lady Maria, I think, in Dark Souls 3. That, like, three-phase four phase boss fight I'm like oh I don't know about that one uh, what is it in there's a lot of hard ones in Dark Souls 3 man Ugh. but yeah so I, I'll just throw that out there I had not played uh, the DLC so there won't be an orphan of cost on here maybe one day if I go back to it but my choice for Bloodborne is the blood starved beast so this would be uh, I remember it vividly at the time this was uh, for some people not too bad of a boss but for some people this was like holy shit this thing is insane it's a lot of, a lot of people put the game down when you get to blood starved beast because this thing 
is an absolute fucking beast. This thing is terrifying also. A lot of the bosses in Bloodborne are absolutely terrifying looking. I mean, what, Vicar for something, whatever the hell that thing is, that thing's terrifying. But this dude is creepy. Like, it's not really big or anything. Like, it's it's big, but it's not like a massive boss. It is incredibly fast. It is insanely fast. It's very, very aggressive. It's... It's basically like Flame Lurker, but on crack. Like, this dude makes Flame Lurker, Flame Lurker look like a slow little baby. But uh, this dude can fuck you up uh, really, really quickly. And it's second phase. I believe it starts, like, shooting off, like, acid or something. So if you get too close to it, it can, like, sh- like get you all acid. or so. it'll, do all, it'll fuck you up quick. And I remember being terrified of this thing. I was so scared of fighting it. I, I, I used to use... um. I was using a guide for this one, and there's, like, kind of a lot of build-up leading up to this boss. It's like, all right, this one, get, you know, this one could be really tricky for a lot of people, and, you know, it's kind of creepy, and it moves around, like, kind of creepy, and, yeah, there's a lot going on with Bloodstarved Beast, and uh, it's definitely the bane of the existence of a lot of Bloodborne players. I will say it... it I don't even think it was necessarily the hardest one. I'm kind of saving the other dude for another for the other one, but I wanted to talk about Bloodstarved Beast because when I saw that name, I was just like, that motherfucker was a was a son of a bitch. So a special shout out to the Bloodstarved Beast. I'll be seeing you again soon, one of these days. If again, if Sony ever decides to remaster, remake, do whatever with Bloodborne or make a Bloodborne two, and we can have Bloodborne, Blood Beast, whatever, Blood, a uh, lot of blood, so much blood. Moving on, let's talk about. More blood. Let's do, let's do Nightmare X from Metroid Fusion. Another Metroidvanias, man. They are they are fairly notorious for their difficulty. I would say you know Metroid Fusion was not easy. Uh, wasn't as hard as Circle of the Moon. I'll I'll get I'll tell you that for free right now. But Metroid Fusion had some some tricky bosses in there, and fucking Nightmare X gave me some problems, and I've been aware of, of Nightmare X for quite some time, and it wasn't for his difficulty. No one was ever really talking about its difficulty. It's generally the design, the look of this boss is so fucking key, so cool, man, like it's this massive alien creature thing and while you're damaging it it's just like falling apart and it's like face is just like melting off and oh so freaking cool but I could barely even bother looking at this thing because I'm so busy dodging this fucking thing that's just relentless it's so big and hard to hard to dodge and it's scary looking and this dude fucked me up good man it is a hard fight I, I think it's the hardest fight, at least for me by far. It was the hardest fight for me in Metroid Fusion. But what a phenomenal little game that was. But, oh, and a special fuck you to Nightmare X. But one of the coolest looking bosses ever. I love that mechanic of the bosses falling apart a little bit. Aside from Sif, that is not cool, Dark Souls. That is the saddest, meanest, unpleasant boss fight of all time. How dare you? How could you? Why would you? You should never do that. But we're not talking about Sif, so there you go. That is that is the, the fucking Metroid Fusion. Not too much to say about that other than it's just a really fucking tough fight, and it took me a million tries to get through. And we're here at the final boss on this list, and the reason why I saved this one for last is because I have not beaten this boss before. I can't do it. I can't do it, and that is the final Valkyrie of God of War 
2018. Oh, baby. I salute you. I bow down. I bow down to you if you beat this thing. I don't even care if you beat it on easy. It doesn't matter. I couldn't beat it on easy. This bitch is tough. Wow. Oh, my God. And I t- I tried. I tried. I tried so hard. I put my fucking work shoes on and I tried. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I didn't want to ruin God of War. I was like, I, I'm just, I'm tapping out. You know what? I, I am, I'm a man. I can admit when I am beaten and that, that final Valkyrie, she beat me fair and square. I can't do it. Now she is a little bit cheap, I will say. So the thing about her is you're fighting these Valkyries all throughout God of War. I th- well, I don't think you have to. I think they're all optional. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're all tricky. They're all tricky. All these Valkyries, you know, each one, uh, some harder than others. Some had specific moves that were very, very difficult to dodge. Some of them were instant kills, uh, of course, and, and some of them weren't so bad. But what makes this one so very difficult is that she is a combination of, like, all eight or nine Valkyries or whatever. She has every single move at her disposal she can use anything any move at any time some are very difficult to dodge some I think you can't dodge I don't know all I know is that I tried so hard I never got the luck never got enough luck where I could where she wasn't doing the moves that I just have trouble uh, dodging I think the one that I just I remember her breaking my neck a lot with with uh, with the stomp that one got me a lot of times that fucking Oh, she broke my neck so many damn times, that bitch. Oh, you bitch. Oh, I hate you, you bitch, you bitch. <sighs> yeah, but she is tough. And I um, I vividly remember going at it with both strategies, like tough. Like, I went at it probably for an hour, hour and a half with the, the Blades of Chaos. And I went at it for a solid hour and a half, two hours with the axe. Like, I tried everything. I tried all these different combinations with a Asterion. I tried and I failed I failed I failed I failed and I have not gotten to uh, God of War Ragnarok I'm starting to think that you know I might need to replay God of War 2018 because I'm a cheap bastard uh God of War Ragnarok is on sale right now for like 50 bucks and I'm like mm, I'm you know I'm interested very interested in fact but I pay a shitload of money every year for this PS Plus bullshit, and I am waiting very patiently for them to drop that game on there. So, again, I might extend my patience by or or help it out by playing uh, 2018 again, and maybe I'll be able to take down that Valkyrie, but... Likely not, because I'm telling you, I gave it as as much of an effort as I possibly could, and I said, nah, nah, can't do it, my friends. So there we go, everybody. I would absolutely love to hear what are the hardest bosses that you have taken down throughout your time gaming. I know there's... Um, I admittedly am a little bit scared of Sekiro. It's uh, it's on my list. I haven't bought it yet because, you know, I just, if I buy it, then, like, I gotta play it. And I'm a little bit scared of that game, honestly. I, I hear it kicks a lot of people's asses. I'm very aware of uh, of the, the how to tackle that game. I'm very aware of all of this stuff. I'm still terrified of it. Final boss sounds scary. That fucking monkey just looks insane to me. So one of these days... Maybe the next time we're, we're talking about some hard bosses again, I'll be talking more about some Sekiro. Maybe Dark Souls 2. There's a lot of bosses in that game. Uh, if I ever get to that fucking game, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I already have like half of another list made up. But 
Didn't want to shoot my whole entire shot today, so we'll stick it at what? I think I randomly picked 11 <laughs> we'll talk about today. So there you go. There's 11 of the hardest bosses. And again, let me know. What's the hardest boss that you've ever taken down or not taken down? What's the hardest one that you haven't taken down? That's, that's what I'm curious about. So I'll let you know. And... Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. You're awesome. Uh, if you're rating these, review the podcast. You're especially awesome. And, uh, you know, you can be especially awesome. Just rate, let me know how you like in the podcast, all that stuff. Send in a question related to video games, hockey, wrestling, anything. Got questions about the podcast? Uh, I'm, I'll be happily, happy to answer it for you. We can take out a nice little sliver of the show and dedicate it to you, the, the questionnaire, and we can answer the questions on the podcast. That would be a lot of fun. The, these uh, podcast episodes get uploaded onto YouTube at GamerGXVideos. All the links are there down in the description. You can follow along. Uh, leave a comment on the YouTube channel. That's a great spot. I'll see it there. There's an email address if you maybe want to just have a personal conversation. You don't want your question read out on the show. Absolutely no problem. Just say that and I will absolutely respect that. So yeah, send them on in. There is a Twitter page as well. Go ahead, follow along. I I put up, uh, what do you call it, announcements. And if I have my ideas set for what I want to talk about, I'll announce it as early as my brain comes up with my idea for that week. So there you go. Uh, we will be doing the WrestleCast this week, of course. It's going to be a big one. We got uh, full gear, AEW full gear. So bear with me. I haven't fully decided yet uh, how that's going to go down. Full gear, AEW, pay-per-views tend to be rather long and a lot goes on a lot of wrestling so it's more than likely going to be its own separate episode for AEW full gear review so be on the lookout you know check up with Twitter see if there's announcements I'll let everybody know but there will be of course a recap as there is every single week and there will be a review of full gear rather it's put into the episode the recap episode or it's its own episode just stick around with this podcast baby and you will have maybe hopefully some entertainment and again thank you so much for listening we'll be back again soon with some more gx plus cast <laughs>